Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for things like decorating or home improvement ideas, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. And of course, there's me. I've been selling real estate here in Victoria since 1991. I would be pleased to help you as well. If you need any direction or assistance in your real estate transaction, give us, the Whole Home Show team members, a call. We would love to hear from you. The sales numbers for April 2020 are in. And thanks to COVID-19, Victoria is down. But what does this really mean? Are prices down or is that the number of transactions? Where do the sales stats come from? And what does it tell of the local economy here during this unprecedented time of self-isolation and quarantine? My guests today are associate partner and fellow team member of the Prime Real Estate team, Kyle Kerr, who happened to be the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board in 2018, and also current 2020 president of Victoria Real Estate Board, Sandy Jo Ayers. We'll be discussing the state of real estate here in Victoria, what agents need to do in order to stay compliant with Dr. Bonnie Henry's safety instructions, and what the future might look like for your most valuable asset, your real estate. We always start with a listener story or question. And if you have one, a story or a question uh, about real estate, give us a call. Our hotline number is 250-414-6540, 250-414-6540, or find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Uh, I'm going to bring uh, into the call right now, Kyle Kerr. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing great, Tony. How are you? Great. Nothing like Zoom. Uh, our listeners know we're recording these nowadays in the comfort of our homes. Um, yep. you know, this, the studio, of course, needs to stay uh, healthy and safe and all that. But we can do this today. This is new technology, right? It's like the true definition of the whole home show because you're recording it in from my home. home. So yeah. it's perfect. To- completely, completely. Um, so listen, we all, as you know, we always have a question or somebody's uh, point or curiosity about real estate. Uh, I got a story to tell today. Uh, I- I'm sorry, uh, Kyle, I didn't give you the heads up in advance. So you don't know what's okay. coming. But I'm you, always ready. Always you're ready. always, you're always ready. Okay. So here's a story. So we had uh, an offer that came in on a property this week. Yes, offers are coming, even though it is uh, coronavirus time. Uh, we're going to talk about this with President Sandy Joe in a little bit. Transactions are still occurring, right? Um, we had an offer that came in on a property that we've had on for a little bit. Now, a little bit nowadays doesn't really mean anything because average days on market obviously has changed with coronavirus, right, Kyle? Yes, of course. Yeah, as as people are taking their time and making decisions and and trying to stay home as much as possible, uh, those days of markets have definitely extended. Yeah. So we've got this property and offer. Actually, we had another offer on it uh, two weeks ago, uh, and then a whole separate. It didn't go anywhere because sometimes you can't negotiate an offer. You know, there's a, the gap is too wide. So um, this week, uh, sorry, last weekend, another offer came, and uh, it still was not a great offer. And the seller said, hey, why don't you call those people from two weeks ago and see 
if you can get them back because maybe they're more more motivated. And maybe we'll get multiple offers. I'm maybe sure we'll get multiple offers. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, uh, like I said, I'm I'm hitting you on the head with this one, Kyle, because you weren't prepared. But uh, what's your <laughs> what's your thoughts about this? Because I got thoughts too. Well, you know, it's interesting. As you said, the first offer obviously didn't come together based upon price. So those buyers had a different uh, evaluation of the property. And if them and the sellers couldn't come together on that, then there was a standstill. Yeah. Uh, in a market like we're dealing with right now, you know, things people are taking their time. That second offer comes in. If the first buyer wasn't able to, you know, come to an agreement on the price the first time, why would they be motivated to now start competing on a property that they feel is potentially overpriced? So it, it, it probably won't lead to that situation because the buyers are already trying to get a really good deal. And, you know, in a competing offer situation, generally you have to have a better price, better conditions, better terms. So it's probably not the right environment for that party to want to come back to the situation. And actually it's not even COVID time. I mean, talking the difference between pre COVID yeah, and, and current pro, uh, COVID um, cause this situation happens even in normal, uh, normal yeah. marketplaces, Right. And your, your points are really important one, which is if the first buyer, the first time buyer, or the, sorry, the, the first instance, if they were not able to come up or didn't want to come up in price, why would they want to compete two weeks later? Exactly. Right. Um, I, I mentioned another glaring potential strategic downfall as well. And that is if you notify that first buyer of the existence of the second party, and if the second offer does not come together, then it adds further credence to the first buyer's argument that, Hey, that's a great, it's like, you didn't, you didn't take my offer. You didn't take the second offer come on, you know, uh, how, how much more clarity do you need, Mr. Seller, right? Exactly. It starts to build the resume for the case of the first buyer because, you know, multiple offers have come in at various points. And exactly. No, it's a very good point that people need to understand. Yeah. And, and the other thing too is, uh, uh, you know, it's a simple argument because the seller actually bumped into a similar situation when they were buying because there, you remember this, there was a house that they were interested yeah. in. They would not pay more than a certain dollar and rightly so because we agree with them, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we felt that their pricing was 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 correct, but then I said to them um, this weekend, I said, "Can you imagine if that that house seller came back to you now and said, hey, I got another offer that's coming. Do you want to come back to the table?' Right? Yeah, exactly. No, it makes it makes a great point, and and it's all about motivation and and people understanding where the value is and. And, or what might happen is you call the first buyer back. They say, okay, we, we want to come back to the table and put an offer in. Maybe that scares off the second buyer because they don't want to compete. So yeah. you could, so yeah. there's another opportunity to potentially lose that. And, and in this climate, we're, we still are seeing multiple offers every once in a while. I was in one last week for a buyer, uh, yeah. but right now people are very sensitive to the current situation. And so getting into a competing situation, I've had offers come into us over the last six weeks and they've said, if, if someone else comes in to compete, we're out. Like people yep. do not want to deal under those terms right now. So, so, a- so that's the current COVID, the, yeah. the, what we call DC during COVID. During right? COVID. So yeah. there's BC, DC, and AC before COVID, yeah. during COVID, after COVID, right? So, yeah. so what you're saying is the during COVID uh, 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 attitude that a lot of buyers are taking is too risky. You know, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to compete. You know, you say but- the word compete, I'm gone. Well, and even, you know, even pre-COVID, we were seeing this a little bit because because we came out of those hot markets in 2016, 17, where almost everything went to multiple offers. 
Yep. We saw a lot of buyer fatigue over 2018 and 2019. And people said, if this property is going to sell first or second day on the market, they said, we don't want to get involved because they've been through that process multiple times. So uh, not every situation will turn in even post COVID and the market gets going again. I think we will see people be a little bit more cautious in those situations. Yeah, for sure. You know, these are things that, you know, people often go, well, you know, what do realtors do exactly? Sure, we help with negotiation. You know what comes in handy is experience when agents like you or I have gone through this countless times and we bring to the table uh, experiences. You just talked about the multiple offer. You actually lost that last multiple offer, right? And then... We we put in a backup offer and yep. the first offer fell apart a couple of days later and now we're in first position. Yeah. Uh, so my client got the chance after and and interesting enough, just you know, can only give so many details, but uh that offer is below asking price. So we were yep. in a competing offer situation, but we still felt the value was high. We wrote below asking price, got accepted as a backup, and now we're in that position. So okay. as you know, we, as you said about experience, every yeah. house has to be treated entirely different. Yeah. You know, some of our listeners are going, what are you talking about multiple offers, competing offers? We're under COVID-19. Like, you know, how can this be? Well, you're going to learn more when you listen to President Sandy Joyers and the numbers after our, exactly. our break here. But um, thanks for joining this conversation, Kyle. For the rest of our listeners, if you've got something you want to share with us, you want us to bring up, give us a call, 250-414-6540, or find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Reminders to all of you guys, too, if you're podcast listeners, maybe now's a great time to join us. We're on iTunes and Google Play. Just search for The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe, all 157 episodes in the past four years are there. You will find us. Um, and, uh, and actually, you know what? I very seldom do this, Kyle. Uh, our listeners should follow our Facebook page. It is the Prime, T- Prime Team Vic. Prime Team Vic. Um, we are posting all of our whole home show uh, video recording so you can actually see yeah. us right uh and kyle and i and our uh, other associate partner angie often do updates um things that are going on out there you'll find it some really interesting information so yeah uh join us anyways we need to take a quick break here when we come back we'll have both kyle and president sandy joyers back in just a moment you're listening to the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, our guest today is the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Sandy Joe. Sandy, uh, Sandy Joe, thanks for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I listen to your show all the time, so honored to be on it. Well, you must. You're the president. You know, we've been on for four years. We've had uh, three of your predecessors on, uh, not the least of which is our uh, co-guest today, Kyle Kerr who was the president in 2018. Hey, Kyle, welcome. Yeah, hey, hey, good to see you, Tony. Good to see you again, Sandy Joe, as well. Yeah. So first of all, we must dispel the myth, Sandy Joe. Uh, we are not related. No, we're not. No, this comes up every once in a while. We've, we've been at an event where people say, oh, it's Tony Joe and uh, Mrs. Sandy Joe. <laughs> right? um, but, li- but we've been around, you and I have been around for a long time. So you've been licensed now uh, we're about to, I think you started before me, right? Uh, May of 1990. You are before me. Okay. <laughs> happy. Yeah. Happy anniversary, I guess, eh? Uh, yeah. It's been a run. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is a great way to, to uh, you know, to celebrate your 30th anniversary yeah. is being the, being the president uh, at this time. Before we forget, though, let's make sure our listeners know um, 
they need to understand the Victoria Real Estate Board. What is the Victoria Real Estate Board? Well, the Victoria Real Estate Board uh, is a uh, nonprofit organization that has just over 1,380 members. It was started in 1921, so we're coming up to our uh, 100th anniversary next year. And um, we provide uh, education, advocacy, and services to our members here in uh, Victoria, Greater Victoria area. And our members, of course, are their realtors, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've had, uh, you know, a great, great uh, year this year so far with a lot of interesting things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, something else that consumers need to know as well, too, is data, you know. So when people go on to realtor.ca or they go on to the assessment authority, BCAA, they want to know, you know, sales history. They want to know values and everything. Um, that data comes from somewhere. And where does that come from? So we actually use something called the Home Price Index, which is um, a tool that's been used for the last decade. And it, it, it basically is an apple app, apples to apples comparison of properties uh, that are uh, similar in different areas. Yep. Um, and it takes out those highs and the lows of, um, you know, a, a property that's worth a few million dollars can skew the numbers. So um, so this helps us uh, monitor what is happening as far as pricing in our industry. Hundred uh, percent. Actually, where I was going though is is the all of that data, including the HPI that you just mentioned, yeah. is data that we, as the real estate board, collect. Yes, we do. And yeah. with without the real estate board collecting the data through the MLS system, which by the way is different from Realtor.ca, we've got the actual MLS system. That's correct. Yes. Um, so we are really the the holders and the collectors of that very vital, important data. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the real estate board is very important. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it, yeah. it allows us to figure out, you know, where, where possibly where we're going. And, and uh, when we look at our historical uh, uh, results and stuff, but uh, I can tell you this year, uh, very different. Okay. Well, let's talk, let's get right in it then. Here we are. Uh, we are in May. Uh, the, everyone has been uh, self-isolating. I can't remember. I think this is our sixth or seventh episode of the whole home show, which we're not in the studio. We're actually in, we're, we're doing a zoom call mm -hmm. and anyone can actually watch us because we post these videos too. Awesome. So yeah, you're looking great by the way, Sandy. Joe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. um, so people are self-isolating. Uh, we're all concerned about this pandemic. Uh, how is real estate doing? So let's talk about that. What's going on? Yeah, so um, very interesting, uh, you know, our, our spring we thought was going to be just uh, incredible. We were off to a really great start February, March, uh, halfway through March, things changed. And um, we were deemed an essential service by the provincial government. And I think that's important for, for our uh, listeners to know that, that being deemed an essential service didn't mean business as usual. It meant that we needed to change our business practices um, to protect the health and safety of the uh, community as well as our realtors. But there were people that had bought and sold in uh, January and February, and they still had closings that uh, needed to be dealt with over these next number of months. So um, we're, we're thankful that we were deemed as an essential service, and we've taken the guidelines of the provincial health officer um, to heart and really making sure that we are keeping people safe and healthy while still conducting our business. Hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, buying or selling a house is not like selling a car. It's not like you go into a dealership and then you come out with a new car. 
when somebody has sold their house after weeks or months of marketing uh, and it's sold, it often is a 30, 60, 90 day delay, right? So uh, absolutely, people who would have sold in January, they're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Coronavirus, how am I going to pull this off? I got a family that's got to move. Uh, it's tough and, and thankfully, because you, what would have happened, you think, if the government said we were not essential, don't work? Wow. You know, think of all of the, uh, the people that uh, were, you know, in the midst of a move and, and all of a sudden everything's frozen. I, I, I think it would be absolute chaos and pandemonium, to be honest. Um, and I, I don't, I think it would have been just a really awful thing for our industry. And for obviously all of those people caught in the yeah. middle. Yeah, there would have been defaults in mortgages. There would have been defaults in closings. There would have been people suing people left, right, and center. And yeah. it would have been bad. Yeah. yeah. It could have been quite messy. So we're really thankful uh, that we were able to continue our business, not as usual, yeah. but um, you know, healthy and safe. Well, let's talk about that because it was the Real Estate Council of British Columbia um, that basically, uh, you know, they issued... Uh, some memos uh, saying things like no open houses, uh, cutting back face to face, you know, pretty well in every instance if you can, right? Um, tell the listeners about what's expected nowadays of licensees when they are um, like, well, you got to go in a house. So when you're physically showing a house, what are they got to do? Yeah. So um, on the Real Estate Council of BC, there's a few checklists that are available um, and the public can see them as well, uh, but for buyers and sellers, and it helps us uh, keep everybody safe. So what we've seen is our members have embraced technology uh, far greater than we were using it before. We're seeing people doing virtual open houses um, so we can have our um, uh, have people sitting on their couch on a Saturday morning watching an open house in their pajamas. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, we, we would never have thought that probably 90 days ago. Um, so we've adapted. Um, but as you asked about, you know, showing a property, for example, if you've got buyers as a realtor, you uh, need to make sure that you do the social distancing when you arrive at the property. Uh, typically, the seller will have uh, some guidelines set out at maybe even at the front door or on the kitchen counter. Um, you know, I've had buyers arrive with they're all gloved up, masked. Um, you know, people go go into to the house, don't touch anything, just look and uh, come come back out. Um, so, you know, that's just that's our new normal, but that's OK. Yeah, it it uh, it is, you know, and and it's and it's funny too because I I you, we all know the three of us, the three of us as practicing realtors, you know, sellers often go, hey, is the buyer gonna look into my closet? Is the buyer <laughs> gonna look into the drawers, right? And uh, now they don't, and they shouldn't, right? Uh, and the other thing too is sellers leaving lights on because you don't want people touching light switches. And right. you know, blinds open and and things like that. So very interesting time. Yeah. So interesting that you talk about the closets. Uh, I've I've heard of uh, homes that have had all the closet doors open, so you can look. <laughs> at the closet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another method. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. So, our calendar year being the president of the real estate board again. Kyle was in 2018. I was in 2008. It was a while ago. Um, you, uh, right now, Sandy Joe, it's a January to January term, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, uh, basically started off with this fun thing, right? <laughs> How's it been for you as far as the phone ringing and stuff? 
Well, I can tell you that um, the media has been very interested in the last uh, 72 hours with uh, what has gone on in our industry during yeah. the month of April. Um, looking for and, and we're going to talk about that after the break here. So, yeah. yeah. So looking for predictions. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, I could never have imagined a year like this. We've been through many different ups and downs as an industry, whether it's, um, you know, market conditions or government related, uh, who saw a health crisis coming? Yeah. Well, Sandy, Joe, and part of your position as president, of course, and I remember is a lot of travel. So, you know, meeting with other real estate boards across Canada. So how have you been handling that? I, you know, uh, our national association is in Ottawa. So how does that work? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so Zoom uh, and uh, online platforms uh, have become the norm. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we get up in the morning and we get on to our uh, virtual calls and have a chance to see people um, in tiny little screens on the computer. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, hey, listen, guys, we need to take a break here, but we're going to okay. pick up this conversation because it's the new way of doing things. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. We're talking to the pr current president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Sandy Joe Ayers, along with... Uh, Kyle Kerr, who was the 2018 president. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give us, the whole Home Show team members, a call. We would love to hear from you. We are having a conversation right now with the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, Sandy Joe Iyer. Sandy, again, thanks for coming today. Well, thank you. And we also have with us, uh, sort of co-hosting today, a regular <laughs> part of our team, the Prime Real Estate team, uh, an associate partner, uh, and good friend of mine, Kyle Kerr, who incidentally happened to be the president in 2018. So it's like a, thanks for coming, Kyle. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. And it's great to see Sandy Joe again, even if it is virtually right now. So At the way we have to do things now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, of course, had mentioned before that I was the president in 2008. So in a way, we're having a, a, a tri-presidential uh, <laughs> uh, conversation today. You know, Kyle, what, they, they don't refer to, like the president down south, they don't continue to refer to us as president. President, Kyle. No. Oh, they, we uh, dropped that title pretty quick. So. Oh, yeah. I don't like <laughs> which, us. Which is okay. Which is okay, actually. So. Yes. Hey, listen. I don't just, need, I, go ahead. You don't, need, you don't need that. We call you that at the office. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Um, before the break, we were talking about the way meetings are happening because uh, Kyle brought up the fact that one of the roles as the president is uh, having a lot of meetings. I, re I remember, and I remember when Kyle was president, you know, we were gone the first week of the first few months of the year, going to Ottawa, going to, you know, large board meetings, doing all of these things face-to-face. -face. And Sandy Joe, you're saying it's Zoom time, right? <laughs> or GoToMeeting or whatever it is, the platform they're using, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, part of, part of our, our job would be meeting uh, all the way across the country with our different uh, colleagues from different boards and everything. And um, we've had to embrace uh, the online meetings and uh, we're, you know, getting very, very good at it. Um, I, I must say it, it, it is not the, the um, most exciting way to meet people, uh, you, you know, in person will be lovely when and if we get that chance. Um, 
but you know our directors have really uh, uh, enveloped uh, and embraced this uh, new new norm. And uh, we did a, an AGM with our Canadian Real Estate Association uh, a couple weeks ago. And how many how many people? You know, I don't know the final numbers, but I think it was around three hundred. Would have been, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and uh, it, it was. It was pretty amazing. There was, you know, we had a few glitches with bandwidth and stuff, but um, you know what? We got through it. And the reality is we can do it. Like mm -hmm. we can do it. So, yeah. you know, you know, uh, this is one of the things, you know, meetings. First of all, I'm finding these online meetings very productive. Mm -hmm. And, and it's great because uh, to me, they're, they seem to be a little more concentrated. You get business done and all that. Um, I got to say, though, Kyle would agree with me, too. There is something about meeting your colleagues face to face, breaking bread, getting to know them. I've had so many guests on this show who I met years ago who I can just call up now and say, hey, what's going on in Thunder Bay? What's going on in Halifax? What's going on? You know, and that's a great way to do things. But hey, I mean, today, this is just the way we're doing it. Right. So I'm going to be interested to hear how you feel about the online year that you're having, you know, few years afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, I think you're right in, the, in that they're very productive uh, meetings. Uh, there's not a lot of time for the, the social. And I think oftentimes that's where you really glean a lot about um, a person and organization that they're working with. And uh, I do miss that uh, on the Zoom meetings. But um you know, thank goodness we have it. Like, yes, yes. What would what would we have done back in 1990? Yeah, no? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Uh, well, you like know, you said, Sandy Joe, too. Just some of those little nuggets that come out of those lunches and breaking bread and and getting to know them is some of the biggest advancements we've had in real estate have come from those informal conversations, right? Yeah, exactly. But but you know, who's not to say that that won't happen in the new realm too, right? So, like I said, it'd be interesting to to follow up with you, uh, Sandy Joe, just to see how. Uh, how it went, you know, people like me, we, cause we also do training and coaching across the country for realtors. I've been using zoom and go to meeting for years. So none of this was new. It's just a different application. Right. Yeah. 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 No, it, uh, it, it is definitely, um, you know, again, I'm glad that we have the ability to do this. Um, but there is some things that get lost on it. No kidding. Well, let's, uh, let's do a, a 180 right now because we need to talk. And I think this is going to go past the commercial too, uh, because we're at the very beginning of May and the stats were released for April, the very first full month of COVID-19. So Sandy Joe, take it away. T tell the listeners how right. we're doing. So if we were to go back to April of 2019, uh, the total units that were sold were 696. Okay. Fast forward to April 2020, 287 units sold. That means it's down 58.8% month over month from last year. Okay. Pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, you've been talking to the media. You've been on, you know, because that's your role too. You're the spokesperson, right? Um, and I know you've been watching the follow-ups. Um, so everyone's got their opinion. Let's get straight to your opinion. And I have to preface this by saying, uh, Kyle and I talked about this on a video last week. We always get complaints from people that say, of course you're going to say that. You're real estate, you know, you, you, you want to make everything sound great because, you know, you, all you want to do is make money. You are the president of the real estate board. The real estate board, as I said at the very beginning, holds these stats. They're the caretaker of the stats. They uh, provide uh, information to economists and, uh, you know, economic reports. 
what is the real estate board's thought process right now? Well, um, so this has been, uh, you know, an interesting first four months. Uh, last month, again, is just one month. So do we know going forward, is it going to continue on this trajectory? And I think that's where our um, buyers and our sellers are, are looking. They're curious. They're not sure where this uh, health uh, crisis is going. And, um, I, you know, I think we need to look at this month by month. And uh, I don't think we can go doom and gloom um, because I think we've got, uh, you know, we're really, we're getting some, a glint of hope from our public health officer with restrictions possibly being lifted over the next number of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it is just one month. So uh, this wasn't brought on, um, you know, over the course of uh, the recession, like in 2008, 2009. This oh, that was my year. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes. Nobody could have seen this uh, coming. I mean, you know, obviously we saw it a few few months ago, but the numbers, we didn't see this coming. Yeah. Well, I guess a question for both of you that are, have been in the business since 1990 is <laughs> we, we have had other months with this low of sales numbers before outside of a global pandemic. And, and Tony, you and I have talked about that in the past that, you know, Sandy Joe, you've been around for a long time. So you've seen just high interest rate markets, different types of economic situations. So 287 for the severity of what's going on probably isn't that bad. And, you know, it's interesting, Kyle, that um, I did have uh, a couple uh, media people who said to me, well, I can't believe there were any sales. Yeah. Well, no, ex exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, again, real estate, um, you thank goodness we were deemed an essential service and we still have to provide that to the people that, you know, uh, bought and sold in January, February or getting transferred here. Um, and again, it is just one month, um, you know, things, we just have to be cautious and cautiously optimistic is what I am trying to let the media know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's a great point. Like it's amazing that we had any sales because 287 is very different than 20 yes. or 50, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, as Kyle mentioned, we've had 238, 268, 237, 249. This is not abnormal. What is abnormal is that we had that many. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, you know, just looking at, um, you know, we've been talking over the last number of years about the supply here in our city. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of supply. And, uh, and so our prices, interestingly enough, are still holding. Um, now. Whoa, hold, hold on. We're coming, up, we're, we're coming up to a commercial right now, but see, there's a news outlet that said that prices were plummeting, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, listen, uh, we're going to take a break right now, so I'm going to leave the listeners uh, basically on a cliffhanger here. We were talking today with Sandy Joe Ayers, who is the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board during this global pandemic. Uh, also having a conversation with uh, my associate partner, Kyle Kerr from the Prime Real Estate Team, who happens to have been the president back in 2018. Uh, and I was the president in 2008, well, which would have been the last economic uh, fallout. <laughs> so, so we've got the three presidents right now. We need to take a break. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Welcome back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, real estate has been interesting recently. You know, granted, everything's been interesting over the course of the last couple of months. Whoever expected this to happen, whoever expected that we would have to be recording 
uh, episodes of the Whole Home Show out of our homes and having our <laughs> guests in their own homes. Uh, our guest today, uh, we're going to call this the presidential episode of the Whole Home Show. Uh, our guest is Sandy Jo Ayers. She's the president of the Victoria Real Estate Board 2020. Uh, also with us is uh, my associate partner from the Prime Real Estate team, Kyle Kerr, who was the president in 2018. Uh, and I had that role some time ago. It seemed like a long time ago. Now it was 2008, which also happened to be a, a economic slowdown. <laughs> that was a very, very interesting time. People blame me by the, no, I'm just joking. That wasn't my fault that the, uh, economy, uh, sunk at the time, but you know, life is interesting in our business. Isn't it both of you guys? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, if we look back, you know, you talk about the the high interest rates and the economic situation in the 80s. You talk about the dot-com crash in the end of the, the 90s. You had the housing crash in two, almost every 10 to 15 years. There has been some economic shock that has come along. As Sandy Joe said earlier, though, who would have thought it would have been a, an invisible virus that would have spread across the world? And, uh, you know, but but for, any, for both of you who have been in it for almost 30 years, you have seen these types of situations before. They're just, they look a little different each time. You know, I'm going to say, I, I remember points of pain, Sandy Joe. You know how like when the market just like, you can't sell anything and you can't get, you know, uh, you can't get activity. It, there have been very different times than now. Yeah, there, there absolutely has. I, I'm thinking about back into the early uh, or mid 1990s. Uh, yeah, we had the, um, you know, a little bit of a recession there, and uh, you know, just a glut of condos on, on the market, and um, you know, we just couldn't sell things. You kept reducing prices, uh, and then you know, you fast forward, you know, a few years, and all of a sudden we're into multiple offers and. It, so it, our industry is always changing. Um, it, it's that, you know, that seven year cycle, Kyle talked about, you know, 10 years, you know, whether it's 10 or seven, it just depends, but we will come back from this trying to be cost, cautiously optimistic, but we yeah. will. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm, I, I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Sandy Joe, because when we look at the average price graph, there's a, there's a uh, chart uh, at, that the real estate board has, there was a seven year flat point. It was like 90, 92 to 99 or whatever, where everything was flat and people forget about this. You And um, Kyle, Sandy, Joe, and I will say there were times where our sellers had to bring money to the table to close on their sale. Not everyone makes money on real estate, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and those are those things that people forget. And, you know, we've had some strong markets over the last five or seven years and, and people think that's the normal. And yet, you know, I got in the business beginning of 2010 and, you know, we were just coming into the beginning of a recession and, and we were having tough conversations with sellers at those points as well. So, you know, it is something we've, we've gone through and that's the experience of working with the realtor as well. Yeah. Uh, Sandy Joe, we were talking about average prices and I, I got to get to this because, you know, uh, people are dying to know. Um, the media has been talking to you and uh, there was there was one in particular, uh, one of our local uh, media outlets um, who has basically said that prices are, uh, I can't remember the word they used, but prices are dropping. Yeah, um, it was like a 60% drop or something. I can't remember what it was, but well, yeah. Well, because it was 968 to uh, 880, whatever the number is, right? Yeah, so, um, you know, when we take a look at our home price index and our benchmarks, uh, just to give your uh, listeners an idea here, 
in, uh, in the Victoria Corps in 2019, um, a single family home average was 843,500. April 2020, it is 882,700. So it's actually up uh, and it's up from March by 4.6%. Okay. Now, uh, let's just again uh, explain, because Kyle uh, touched on it before, this whole HPI thing. Kyle, uh, explain to the listeners again. Uh, this came in about your time, right? Or, or uh, was it just before? Uh, well, I think Sandy Joe said it's been around for about 10 years now. Is it that long? Uh, okay. It's been a platform. Well, and, and there's a different story. There's a difference between average prices and HPI, Yeah. Uh, a benchmark price. So a benchmark price takes the same property type. So a single family home in, say, James Bay, the same characteristics and it tracks that over time. It, it replicates the consumer price index. Okay. So it allows you to compare the same product over time. Averages, of course, which is what the One News outlet decided to work with, averages are skewed because every month a different type of property sells. So if one month a lot of high-end homes sell, well, the average is going to be high. If the next month a lot of you know small properties from rural areas are selling for lower prices, well, then the average is going to drop. And and those are those spikes that Sandy Joe was talking about earlier. Um, so it, it really depends. Do you want to compare apples versus apples year over year? Or do you want to just say, you know, what's selling this month? And we're going to, we're going to write a story that creates that prices are coming down. And, and of course, at a time where most people are making essential purchases, not maybe fun purchases and they want to move up in the market, et cetera, it would make sense that a lot of lower price properties are actually selling versus what maybe what the normal is, at least in my opinion. Um, so, cause this is the thing, Sandy Joe, you know, we have established at the very beginning that, that transactional number is down. The sales number is down 58.8%. I think it is. Um, then how is it then that the HPI went up? So that's a big question. If, if sales numbers are down, how can prices, uh, either remain the same or go up? Like what's, what's the deal with that? Well, I, I think it comes down to the supply and the demand and people are wanting to be, you know, coming to Victoria, to our area. Um, we don't have a lot of supply, so that puts pressure on the pricing. Um, one of the interesting things, I don't know if you noticed that the condos, though, uh, year over year, were down 64%. And somebody said to me, well, how, in the number, you know, in the number of sales, right? In the number, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think that's our entry level um, market, right? People are getting into condos and people right now that uh, can afford are, are able to afford to get a condo, maybe their job security right at the moment is being threatened. And so I think that that's why you're going to see a bigger drop there. Mm -hmm. um, again, just, just my speculation, but uh, I love how you said, you know, the comparison, Kyle, between the home price index um, versus the average they're so completely different. And I think people really need to understand that. Um, and so they can go to, you know, the Victoria Real Estate Board each month and get the stats um, and they can actually track it themselves. They can see the numbers and get the real, the real numbers. I, I want to tell a story here uh, for both you guys and our listeners. I remember when I was a director of the board, uh, I got to look it up. I think it was 2000 and I'm going to say 2006 that's when two properties in the Upland sold at $10 million and $10.5 million. I think they remain the highest sales in Victoria right now. And because the two sales occurred during the same month, the average price went up $40,000. 
right? And I remember people were like, oh, prices just because, you know, the averages were different back then. Let's say it was, uh, I don't know, a house was maybe 300000 back then, right? So if it went up 40%, people were like, oh, my God, prices are up 10%. And it was only because of those two $10 million sales, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You skews the numbers and doesn't give you a realistic picture at all. No. Well, I, th I think the important thing that Sandy Joe noted too for transparency is the real estate board website has the stats and data there. This is not a, we're hiding this information from you. Uh, we know that the real estate board sends a, de a very detailed media package and stats package every month to the media so that they have it. That goes out to news outlets across the country. And so this isn't, again, like you said earlier, Tony, people saying, oh, we're, we're manipulating stats. We're just producing, we're, we're displaying the stats that are coming in from the real estate transactions that happen. Those are bona fide contracts. Those are bona fide deals. So we're just putting out and interpreting our analysis based upon what's there. So I think that's really important to note that people can, can track this themselves if they really want to. That's all, that's all in the open, right? Sandy Joe. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think that the more informed our consumers are here um, and, you know, anyone coming to Victoria, it, it, it helps them to understand um, this is a very desirable place. People want to live here. Um, and therefore, you know, our, our prices are, are, are a little bit uh, uh, higher than maybe normal in, in other areas of Canada. But, um, you know, we just want you to know the truth when you come here, you get a chance to see um, you know, those numbers every month on our website. Because, you know, the other thing too, is it's not like Victoria just became the place that everyone wants to be to in Canada. It's been this way since the dawn of time, right? Yeah. Uh, Eric Sharman told me stories about how in the forties people wanted to be here. Like, you know, this is nothing new, right? We didn't just all of a sudden become, you know, Atlantic city or something like that or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and Tony, you and I talked about it the other day that, Victoria, you know, yes, there's a lot of economic uncertainty right now. And Sandy Joe referenced that a lot of people have put their purchasing plans on hold, which is probably the right idea. But Victoria still has a lot of very stable economy and industries here. We've got government, military, retirement, technologies that is the biggest part of our economy now. So even though a lot of people are struggling right now and we feel really bad for them, there is still a lot of people who have really secure jobs here right now. And, and as we progress through the rest of COVID, I think you're still going to see those people buying and transacting. So, so even though we're going through a lot of this uncertainty and people can't understand how people can afford to do certain things, Victoria has that benefit of not only just being a desirable place to live, but also has very secure economies in certain regards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, you know, this is, first of all, uh, what we should do is call out to all of our uh, frontline staff and our frontline uh, and, and uh, healthcare workers who have done uh, an amazing job. Seven o'clock every night, we, my, my kids are out there banging the pots and pans. Everyone's doing such a great job. Um, I, I want, we're nearing the end of our show today, which is unfortunate because there's so much more to talk about. But I wanted to touch really briefly with you, Sandy Joe, about the other stuff that the Real Estate Board does. Um, uh, you know, we talked about stats, we talked about, uh, MLS, we talked about realtor.ca. Um, there's other things the board does too. So, uh, give us some examples. Yeah. So we, um, uh, we have our, uh, directors that are a volunteer force. Um, and through that, we actually have committees that, uh, uh, we, we look at, uh, giving back to the community, uh, community relations. We, um, you know, do lots of outreach to the community. We do education. We do, um, uh, right now we're doing a lot of webinars and stuff like that for our members, uh, just to help them navigate the, this new, new normal. Um, 
And, uh, you know, right, the board right now, we are obviously shut down uh, as far as uh, people coming in, but we've moved everything to online services and working remotely. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, our realtors and our uh, board uh, for being a flexible, able and, um, you know, just willing to, to embrace these changes. I'm thrilled. I always have been with our community here in Victoria. Uh, I mean, I pay attention to the other real estate communities across Canada, especially the larger ones. Uh, there's been a lot of bad, like shaming, realtor shaming and, you know, all this stuff. Our guys in general are pretty good and they're listening to the rules uh, and shout out to all of the real estate community because I know a lot of you guys listen to the show too. Hey, listen, uh, thanks to both of you. Thank uh, thank you, Kyle, associate partner of the Prime Real Estate Team, past president 2018. And also, of course, our special guest today, Sandy Joyers from, uh, she is a 2020 president of the Victoria Real Estate Board, longtime realtor in Victoria, friend of mine, friend of both of ours. Uh, thanks for joining. Uh, we'll get you back when things are back to normal. Okay. Right. And for the rest of the listeners, we'll be uh, here for you this time next week.